tonight we're going to be talking about the new moon, you know, what a new moon is. We're also going to talk about the Gemini influence on this new moon. This new moon is in the sign of Gemini, and we're also in Gemini season. So we'll talk a little bit about the sun sign um, of the cosmic twins or the sun season of the cosmic twins. And we'll also talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon. Namaste and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine. And I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so it looks like we are recording, which means we are going to really go ahead and get started with our new moon circle. So I just want to welcome you in tonight, especially if you're here tuning in live. I mentioned that if you're here in North America, we are on a holiday today. This is Memorial Day, um, honoring the fallen. And, you know, you may um, be busy today. You might have a lot going on. I know that I spent the day with my family and just spent time in kind of leisure energy, resting with this new moon, um, not really working or anything. So um, I just want to say thank you if you're tuning in live because I do value your time and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me on this evening. And I also want to say if this is your first time tuning in to me or if you're new to my channels, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, a channeler of the divine, and I host these new moon and full moon circles virtually um, as much as I can. So usually every new moon and full moon, there's been just a few I've had to miss due to travel over the past year or so, but I have been doing these circles, gosh, for um, probably four or five years now, close to five years. So um, I do always do these for free and I put up the recordings in my other spaces, so my YouTube channel, my website, vinalene.com. I also put up the audio recording on my podcast, so you can pretty much tune into these circles however you want to tune into them. And this is simply a space for us to come together to 
talk about the energy of the moon. So I have been working with the moon for almost a decade now. It has been completely life-shifting and life-changing to incorporate the energy of the lunar phases and the zodiac influences um, of the moon into my life. I operate my life around the moon. I operate my business around the moon. I have a yoga studio called Mother Moon Yoga, which we certainly operate around the moon. We are closed on moon days like today normally we would have class right now but it's a new moon so we do not have class we're honoring that energy so yeah i really revolve my life around the moon just as much as the moon revolves around us and i really feel like that's an energy that we naturally um were ruled by long 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 ago and you know in our origins on this planet so when we get back into um, tuning into lunar energy it certainly makes us feel a little bit more aligned with nature and the energy around us and I also find that working with the moon helps me to um, make my goals more attainable I tend to stay on track with the shifts and changes that I want to make and I also am just more aware of my energy and how I should show up with that energy um, to the world, depending on what phase I'm in. So yeah, the moon is kind of the ruler of my life. And so I welcome you into the circle tonight where you can learn more about this moon as well. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the new moon, you know, what a new moon is. We're also going to talk about the Gemini influence on this new moon. This new moon is in the sign of Gemini. And we're also in Gemini season. So we'll talk a little bit about the sun sign um, of the cosmic twins or the sun season of the cosmic twins. And we'll also talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon. And I always say this every moon circle, I'm not an expert in Vedic astrology. Now I have um, I would label myself an astrologer. I have been doing astrology and um, casting birth charts for people and doing interpretive readings for, uh, gosh, close to like six or seven years now, um, not only in, in learning about astrology, gosh, my whole life, but Vedic astrology was something that I came across when I traveled to India back in the winter of 2017, and I was really fascinated with it because it related a lot to Western astrology or the tropical zodiac that we follow over here in North America where I am right now. So I like to share both sides of the world because it gives us an encompassing view or kind of a global view of the cosmos and how it's affecting us, how the moon's affecting us because it doesn't matter what side of the world we're on, we're all affected by the same moon. So why not look at both the modern day interpretation of that energy and also kind of the more ancient or traditional interpretations of that energy as well. So I'll be sharing that tonight with you. Um, we're also going to do a chanting practice tonight. So we'll bring in the power of mantra, something really great to do with Gemini energy. We're going to talk about Mercury retrograde, which we're spinning around with right now until Friday, June 3rd. And we're also going to touch a little bit on Mars and Saturn because Mars and Saturn and as actually Aries energy as well um, they're all influencing this season and this moon um, and making things feel a little bit different than normal so I welcome you into the circle tonight maybe you need to have something to write with maybe you want to have um, some water to drink but I certainly invite you to be comfortable wherever you are um, and just make this a time for you 
you uh, to tune in to the messages that you need to receive and time for you to gain a little bit more wisdom and understanding about the cosmos and the energy at hand. So I always like to start our circles with deep breathing. And by the way, my window is open. I'm here at home. I mentioned that I'm in my home office. I'm not usually, if you're in the video, right, tuning into the video right now, even the replay later, um, these are my closet doors in my office that we're, we're totally remodeling the office and we're switching it out with my son's room and things are crazy, but I'm here, I'm home. <laughs> and I have the window open just for a little bit of natural lighting in addition to the lighting that I had to put up today um, to make things a little bit more visible for the recording. So it might be a little bit noisy, so I just want to put that out there right now. But um, we are going to be spending probably the next hour or so just talking a little bit about the moon. Um, I'm going to grab a drink of water before we get started, and then we're going to take those deep breaths that I mentioned. That's always the way that I like to drop in. So wherever you are, I'd like you to find a nice supportive posture. So really stacking your spine, shoulders resting over your hips, and maybe kind of sink down into your sitting bones or into your legs, your glutes, your hips, just feeling like you're naturally sinking in closer to the earth. And if it's safe for you to do so, I want you to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, and this time around maybe reaching arms overhead. So inhale, reaching arms overhead. And then exhale, bringing those hands down. And as you bring them down, just really sink in, back into your body, sink to the earth, let go of any tension. We're gonna do that breath one more time. Inhale, reaching up if you can. Exhale, letting your hands come back down, maybe some sound with the breath. Really getting that throat chakra vibrating. And we're gonna do this one more time, however you wanna breathe. Inhale through the nose out through the mouth and sink on in to our circle and before we talk any more about what's going on with the energy at hand what's going on in the cosmos i always like to start by bringing in the five elements and you can um, utilize these elements as well if you have these elements in your own um, metaphysical toolkit um, if you don't have these elements that's okay because we're connecting through the ether you can receive the energy of the elements that i'm bringing forward into the space tonight and i also like to bring in the five elements because it really helps us ground into earthly reality right like we're on this earthly planet and why not utilize the energy that's here because we know that when we bring in the elemental energy and we combine it together we produce um, the magic of alchemy and 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 magic comes out of that and so i always like to bring in the five elements to help us ground into our circle so I'd like to start with earth, and I always start with a few crystals or gemstones. So one of the best crystals to work with right now with this Gemini new moon is going to be crystal quartz. So I have this nice crystal quartz generator. It's a nice pointed, big, beautiful stone. I've had this one for a while. I've had this for probably about six or seven years, and I use it a lot. I also have this little one. This one's wrapped in copper, actually. It's a pendant, but you can see the crystal quartz inside of there as well, kind of the 
shine coming off there and even that copper energy feeling like maybe you need to receive a little bit of that tonight as a conductor a little bit of energetic charge or something to take away the negativity um, and that's what crystal quartz does as well in addition to that copper wire there so crystal quartz um, dispels negativity and it also enhances clarity so gemini is an air sign and when we spend time in the air element, we tend to be more in our mind um, or maybe even more in outer space, like, like a space cadet or kind of zenning out or spacing out. So um, crystal quartz can help you to focus and it can help you to um, come back in and ground into more clarity and insight. It can bring out your intuition and psychic senses. It's a really nice master stone to have. And it's also a master healer stone. So um, easily found, usually easily affordable, depending on the size you get. Um, highly suggest that you have some crystal quartz in your life anyway, but definitely want to use that with this new moon in Gemini if you have it. You might um, just meditate with that under your pillow tonight, or uh, or sorry, sleep with that under your pillow tonight, or you might meditate uh, with a crystal quartz on your third eye, or maybe underneath a pillow through the back of your head. Um, uh, you know, any sort of, um, if you have like a pendulum, you could suspend it over your head or your crown chakra or your third eye. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can work with crystal quartz. You can also put it in your water if you want to just charge up your water and drink it. I also wanted to bring an agate tonight, and I'm actually wearing um, wearing agate here. These are just two different types of agate. So you can see I have this beautiful like green agate, and then I've just got a clear agate, and then I have a couple of stones here. So I've got this one. I think I've introduced these in a circle before uh, recently, but this is one side of the agate, okay? Kind of dull gray, a little bit of a yellow there. Let me flip it over. It's like, it looks like it's been painted on, but it's not, it's natural. Now here's another agate that I have. Again, kind of like this pink on the outside, totally different on the other side. So one thing about agate is um, it's a common stone. Again, you can easily find it, um, easily attainable. Sometimes you can just find them in like lakes and rivers, but agate is very grounding and each stone is super unique. So one of the things about, it's funny that I just, I just realized that I got a question about twin energy literally yesterday but you know we're in the sign of gemini which is the sign of the cosmic twins and even when we have twins two people that are twins they're each different i was watching a video on conjoined twins last night um so you know agate it's the same kind of stone it's the same kind of energy but each one is very different so it's important to um, utilize agate if you're trying to recognize your uniqueness or trying to bring out your own personal gifts or if you want to be grounded and supported in who you are individually and um, gemini kind of struggles with that sometimes. Sometimes they struggle with their identity. So if you're going through a bit of an identity crisis or if you're trying to reinvent yourself right now with the season or this new moon, um, you might want to bring some agate into your life and keep that close to you. 
Now I also mentioned um, that I like to bring in the earth element and I like to bring in all of the elements to initiate alchemy. So I always have some sort of smudging material and today I'm utilizing what I've been using in a lot of our moon circles. This is just a white sage and I always say it's important to make sure that you're um, sourcing your white sage or uh, buying your white sage from a place that is um, getting it from a sustainable place or an ethical place because um, unfortunately, you know, these practices like smudging have become very popular, which is wonderful, but that also means a lot of people are um, stealing sage off of native land. So you don't have to burn white sage. And this is a, I've been using this for nearly a year and you can see that the stick itself has all fallen apart, but I'm still burning it and using it and I'll use it to the last little stick so nothing goes to waste. Um, and I do buy it from a sustainable ethical source. But you could also burn um, <clears throat> like cinnamon sticks or you could burn lavender or you could burn rose or dried rose. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can burn um, in addition to like white sage or palo santo. You could um, burn pine or cedar. Um, lots of different options for you there. Um, you could also just burn incense or something like a resin, like a frankincense resin or a copal. And doesn't have to be um, something like a dried uh, grass or a dried plant. So I'm going to combine this white sage with the element of fire with my, you know, super fancy lighter from Walgreens. <laughs> and we're just going to get this all lit up. And when we combine the element of an earth smudge with fire, we're going to get smoke. So I'm going to let that burn for just a minute. New moons are a time when you might want to also light some candles, by the way, or bring in more fire than normal because it is a time when it's darker than normal. All right, so there's the smoke. Then that's the element of wind or air, which is the element that we're in right now with this Gemini moon. She is an air sign. So I'm going to start by just smudging the tech that we're using to communicate. I'm going to take that all around you. And then I'm going to bring it around me and a little bit around my head as well, just to clear out any distracting thoughts. We can use the smudging smoke to energetically cleanse and also to physically cleanse. So this helps to purify our air. It helps to rid of any microbes or, you know, just anything that doesn't serve maybe our respiratory system or our immune system. The smoke also helps to clear away any negative energy, anything that's stuck, anything that needs to move. So we're just gonna let that continue to burn out. It'll fizzle out when it's done. And that's another reason, by the way, that I have the window open tonight because anytime you're smudging, you wanna make sure that you have a window open for all of that energy that we're trying to get rid of and all of those microbes and everything else. You want that to move out with the smoke through the window or through the door you want to get it out so we want to make sure that we're just letting that smoke burn out until it's done so we've brought in the element of earth we've brought in the element of fire we've brought in the element of air or wind now we're going to bring in the element of water i always suggest that you just hydrate during a new moon because it's a time when we are more grounded, we're more connected to earth energy, we might feel a little stuck. 
or um, extra grounded. So the water helps to keep our energy flowing, moving stuck energy out. It also helps to cleanse and purify. So you always want to flush yourself and drink a lot of water during a new moon. But I also utilize the power of aromatherapy during a moon. Um, moon circle. So I have a few oils that I want to suggest tonight. The first one is rosemary. So rosemary, again, a pretty common essential oil that you can get. And if you didn't have any rosemary oil, by the way, you could simply um, throw some dried rosemary in some water and boil it on the stove. You could put, um, you could actually burn dried rosemary as well as like a smudging. But rosemary is the oil of focus. And I mentioned that Gemini is an air sign and sometimes we're pulled up into our mind when we're in that air energy. So if you need to ground or focus, just like this crystal quartz gives us more clarity and helps to focus our energy, you can also use rosemary. I just like to smell it. It's not one that you probably want to like put on your skin very much unless it's um, blended with other oils because it's going to smell very herbal. You're going to smell like a kitchen. <laughs> but um, it's nice to put in the diffuser. It also is just nice to breathe. It gives you a very, um, uh, it's just nice. I don't know how to explain it, but it like brings all your senses back to your nose and kind of brings you um, back into one space with your energy. So you can use rosemary in your moon circle tonight. And you can also bring in the power of patchouli. So people either love patchouli or they hate it. So if you don't like patchouli, that's cool. You could use another earthy oil like vetiver or frankincense or myrrh, um, cedarwood, sandalwood. There's other earthy oils that you could use. But if you want to use patchouli, if you like patchouli, you want to use that one tonight as well. Now with this one, I would suggest putting it on the bottoms of your feet for where you are going or just to help you ground in and connect to your root chakra. So we have a space right here just underneath kind of the second and third toe. There's a little divot here in between the ball of our foot and that other like pad of our foot. That is the most grounding foot um, point on your foot. It's an acupressure point. So you might want to put your grounding oils right there on that grounding point of your feet just to help you ground in as well. Patchouli also helps you to focus and you could mix it with that rosemary in a diffuser and that might smell kind of nice. Um, this is also a time if you are needing to study. Um, I know that we're wrapping up school in a lot of places, but you might have some final tests or you know if you have some sort of studying that you need to do, something to do with learning. Gemini's love to learn and they love to study and they love to take in information. But if you need help focusing, you might wanna utilize that patchouli and that rosemary in your studying time to help you. Rosemary actually helps you with your memory, by the way. So finally, I already mentioned our fifth element, but it's the ether, it's the internet, it's this space that we are using, it's the radio waves, it's whatever you're using to 
communicate to me or to hear me or to take in this transmission. The great thing about the ether, it withstands space and time. And so you don't need to um, worry about having these elements because you're receiving them from me having them here and transmitting them through the ether. You don't have to worry about when you tune into this transmission, whether it's now or later or way down the road, you listen to it again because the energy gets enhanced every time somebody tunes into this frequency. So the more people that listen to this transmission down the road to this moon circle, um, the more the energy that we bring in will be enhanced, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, so our smudge is, you know, I'm feeling like we need to smudge just a little bit more. And I want to bring in my eagle feather just to get this final bit of smoke out. And maybe you can hear that. There we go. And by the way, feathers are also another great way to incorporate air energy. I knew we needed more. You see how that, see how it's going when I, yeah. All right. So I'm just going to smudge that out. It's probably because we've been doing so much construction in this space. I'm just feeling the energy is a little bit stuck. Okay. All right. And with that, I'm just going to finish out taking this feather. I'm going to go and bring in that air energy in a clockwise direction, bringing in the guides and guardians of these five elements that we're using. And feel free to join me in this prayer as I drop this fully into our circle tonight. I'll start by welcoming in the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air taking flight with that feather energy we just brought in, utilizing the cleansing powers of our smudging smoke to purify us and the energy around us tonight, the spaces that we share to connect. We know that the element of air invites in new beginnings, just like this new moon, and new beginnings that really make us think about where we want to go, where we've been. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air being in our Gemini new moon circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire. That energy of transformation, which is burning quite strongly right now with Aries influence, with Mars and Saturn in a planetary war. There's a lot of fire. And when we have that fire and we combine it with the air of Gemini, we get more fire. So we know that all of this heat, all of these fiery frequencies that are moving through us tonight, if they are moving through us, they are burning for a reason they are igniting a catalyst for change. They are igniting our heart's desires. They are burning away what we need to burn away, what no longer serves. And so we invite in this element of fire tonight. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water 
water, like the waters of time moving us from past to present to future, we know that the new moon is a time for us to pause, to slow down and to be in the now, to be in this moment and to tune into our watery emotions of our sacral chakra and our waters of our energetic flow and to ask ourselves how we're feeling and how we're doing. And so we think these waters for being an indicator of our alignment. And we thank the guides and guardians of the West for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with their element of Earth, helping us to ground during this new moon when Earth's gravity is stronger, when we're more connected to the earthly human experience and our bodies and one another. We thank you for helping us become more aware of where we need to go to improve this planet for the next generation and to heal ourselves from the previous generations of our ancestors. We thank our ancestors. We thank the elements of the earth. We thank the energy of this planet and the guides and guardians of the north for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the spirit realm, the akash, the all that ever was, cosmic beings, angels, archangels, deities, cosmic races, other beings of source consciousness and light, the protectors of our planet, the protectors of us. We thank you for your guidance, for your influence, and for all of the messages that you bring to us in this circle tonight. With that, our circle is officially open. And in pure Gemini fashion, because I am an air sign as well, and a Libra, and kind of an airhead sometimes, don't let me forget to close the circle and release those guides and guardians when we're done tonight, because sometimes I forget our last moon circle for the full moon, I forgot. But I do feel like that's intentional when that happens, by the way. When I feel like, oh crap, I forgot to release the guides and guardians. I'm like, you know what? We need them. And we've just now closed out this eclipse season that we've been journeying through for the past few months. And things have been intense. And we've needed those guides and guardians. But now the energy shifts as we move into this new moon and this new lunar cycle. And so... I want to make sure that we're releasing those guides and guardians tonight. I feel like we'll be okay to venture out spiritually on our own, or we can call them in anytime we need, of course, as well. So let's talk about the new moon. If you're like, I'm new, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know anything about the moon. I'm just here to learn about it. The moon moves through different phases and that depends on its positioning around our planet and with the sun. So anytime we're in a new moon, you can imagine maybe me, this earthly human body being the planet earth. And you can imagine this light source coming out here from the side, this is the sun. And then here in between the sun and the earth, my hand, that's the moon in the new moon phase. So when we're in a new moon phase, you can see that the moon is actually blocking the light of the sun, and that's why it's dark. That's why nothing's lit up at night. That's why, you know, we also feel 
a little bit more tired because we operate by that blue light of the sun, the sunlight. And there's green light in the sun as well. And so there's these blue light waves and these green light waves and these light frequencies. And we operate by that. That controls our circadian rhythm. And so during a new moon, we have less sunlight. It is darker at night than normal. And we feel a little tired. We're also not energetically pulled up to the moon. The moon is not as charged. And so we feel more grounded. We feel more connected to the earth because gravity on earth is stronger. And that doesn't mean that you're going to step on a scale and be like five pounds heavier. You might not even be one pound heavier, but you are going to subtly feel that energetic change in your body. You're going to feel gravity pulling you down. I had every intention to do things this afternoon, but after being in the sun, and even in the sun, I was try- I was laying out today around the pool, hanging out with my family, and I was trying to read my book, and I kept like dozing off and falling asleep in the sun. And then as I got home, um, I had every intention to do things, and then my kid crashed, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna take a nap, and I did. I dozed off for like an hour, and I got a little workout in before this moon circle, and got a shower to like wake myself up and get the energy going because. Yeah, I was feeling a little stagnant and a little extra grounded. So don't feel like you're um, out of the norm if you're feeling like you don't want to do a lot today. Maybe you do want to rest. Maybe you're really taking off this holiday, and that's perfect as well. You know, I really decided the only thing I was going to do for work today is really this, this moon circle. Um, I didn't want to – I have some other work I've got to do, but I can do it tomorrow. I can do it Wednesday Um, I needed the rest as well. And it's important that we align with that energy of the moon, you know, and the moon is an indicator of, hey, like this is where the energy is right now in the cosmos. So maybe you want to rest right now, like the planet naturally wants to be more grounded right now. So feel free to rest, meditate, sleep, um, do whatever you need to do to energize and recharge. Now, anytime we are in um, the new moon phase, we're shifting now more to the zodiacal influences, okay? We're moving more to um, astrology instead of astronomy. Uh, We have the sun season, right? Like the sun season of Gemini, which um, started around the 20th, and we will be in that until the 21st of June, and then we will shift into cancer season, right? And before Gemini season, we were in Taurus season, the sign of the bull. So every season, we have a certain influence from a certain zodiac sign, depending on where the sun is positioned amongst the stars. And then when the moon happens to line up with the sun, then that means the moon's going to be in the same sign as the sun. So that's why new moons are always the same sign as the sun season that you're in. So right now we're in the sun season of Gemini, and so the new moon is also in Gemini. So we have to move beyond just the lunar phases and knowing that the new moon impacts us in a certain way. It makes us feel tired. It makes us feel heavy. It makes us feel like we need to maybe like rest or check out more. It can also bring us into lower frequency feelings. So we might feel, um, I know that Amy mentioned earlier, she was feeling a little uh, like she was feeling tension and she was feeling irritable and, you know, we might feel anger. We might feel impatience. We might feel sadness and despair and depression, anxiety. You know, anything that's more low frequency, we might be feeling that with this moon. We also have to take in the influence of 
the zodiac sign, right? This Gemini season and this Gemini sign, which means that we also have air influencing this new moon, which means that we might be thinking about all the changes that we want to make or all the things that we want to do, even though we're not actually doing them. And that's okay. That's a great energy to be in during a new moon because new moons are actually a time of rest and planning. It's a time to turn within, to focus our energy, to maybe redirect our energy or where our path is if we need to. But it's a time to look at the plan, you know, look at our goals, look at our intentions, and then make a plan accordingly to move our energy forward towards that goal. And that doesn't mean that we have to do it right now, today with the new moon, but this is an opportunity for new beginnings. So you might be feeling an energy of wanting to shift and change right now. You might also want to be feeling um, a need, you might be feeling a need to let go. Um, so you might want to, you know, change a bond in a relationship or set a boundary or you might be walking away from something right now. These are all energies that happen with a new moon. So when you go back to just thinking about the lunar phases, the moon has its cycle every 29 and a half-ish days. So every 29 and a half-ish days, it comes back around to being a new moon. Starts at the new moon, goes to the half, the, the full, you know, half, back again. There's some crescents and some other phases in there, but it's cyclical. And so every month we have a new moon and we have an opportunity to work with that energy to bring in something new or to begin again or have a new beginning or start over. Now, Gemini, being the sign of the twins, is asking us right now to really look within and also look at how we're like reflecting and deflecting to the outer world. So maybe this is a time that you're turning within because you're analyzing your relationships. Air signs are relatable signs. Gemini is the sign of the communicator. Are you struggling with communication with relationships right now with somebody? Or are you just struggling with a certain relationship or multiple relationships right now? This is not the time to deal with it or to talk about it with that person, this is the time to turn within and ask yourself, is there anything in that relationship that you could be the root cause of, that you could be deflecting out on? Or is there anything, you know, like maybe you're looking at somebody, relationship or not, but somebody is triggering you in a negative way. Maybe you take time to turn within and notice how if that's maybe a reflection onto you, you know, is that person a mirror trying to show you something about the way that you're acting? Maybe you're the trigger and you just don't realize it and you need somebody else to show you that. So this is a time to really look at ourselves and look at how we're relating to the outer world and maybe make adjustments accordingly because not always do we need to maintain the same type of relationship. Not always do we need to maintain relationships with the same people forever. And this doesn't always have to be people. This could also be work or professional life, or maybe this is a relationship with your technology. We'll talk about that in just a moment. You know, any sort of relationship or energetic exchange, this is a really great time to turn within and look at that relationship and see what you can learn from it, what you can gain from it, what kind of wisdom is kind of reflecting back onto you right now for you to pay attention to. So I mentioned tech, Gemini's 
thrive in the ether. So they are an air sign, but air and ether go together. We always have air and ether relating to one another because air expands into the cosmos. And we use the energy of the cosmos to communicate through the power of air and ether. So right now, ether is related mostly to the internet, the online world, the metaverse, our technology, usually our cell phones, also our computers. So Gemini season and Gemini energy is a time when we tend to connect to tech more because Gemini energy likes to connect there. If you are a Gemini sign or if you are an air sign, you probably thrive more in the tech world than you do in the real world, so to say. You might have a lot more friends online than you do in the real world. You might have... Um, you might have just, just things that you spend more time doing in the online world than off in the real world. You might even work online. Um, a lot more people do these days. But if you're an air sign or you're a Gemini, you're especially going to be connected to that energy. So if you are connected to that energy in a negative way or in a distracting way or if you're using tech to dissociate, it is time to set boundaries with this moon. It's time to set screen limits, download apps that block your social media, maybe download a newsfeed blocker on your computer. Maybe also notice that connection to light again, right? Because we're in the new moon right now. We don't have as much natural light. Are you getting a lot of blue light from your tech? I just learned this in this past um, month or so. I've been studying a lot about energy as far as like our actual energy. Um, a lot of people are dealing with like chronic fatigue syndrome and things like that. And I'm really curious about what's causing that. Now, you know that there's a lot of things causing it. But one of the things that we've discovered is so much blue light is affecting our mitochondria. And our mitochondria, we know they're the powerhouses of our cells, quote, right? Like they help us to produce ATP, which is our um, adenosine triphosphate. It helps us to have energy naturally inside. So uh, blue light is responsible for that mitochondrial production. And if we have too much blue light, there's too much time spent on um, the mitochondrial um like the beginnings of the process or and not like the completion of the process i guess so so you don't have as many mitochondria you don't have that completed mitochondria giving you the energy that you need to i also learned that mitochondria are responsible for things like our circadian rhythm and our sleep cycle and believe it or not our production of things like melatonin and so we um we have learned recently from science that mitochondria are responsible for helping us with cell death and like the recycling of dead cell debris and dead cells. And so again, if we have a lot of um, waste that we're having to take care of and we don't have a lot of energy going towards um, the rest of the process, then we're going to be extra tired. So blue light influences that is what I'm trying to say uh, in a long-winded explanation. And we get a lot of blue light exposure through our tech, through our screens. So one of the things that I do is I just turn everything on dark mode, which helps a little bit. Things aren't as bright on my phone. So everything's in dark mode. My computer, my phone, everything has more of a black or a gray background. I also go into night mode a lot of times when I'm using my phone at night. I turn the light way 
way, way down on the screen. And then also know that EMS can affect your energy, so you might wanna put your phone in airplane mode if you're having problems sleeping or resting, especially right now because we should be resting more than normal. We should be sleeping better than normal naturally because of the moon. So if you're not getting that sleep, if you're not getting good sleep, make sure that you're not getting a lot of exposure to blue light or EMFs. So check in with your relationship with tech. And by the way, it's a really good time to do that right now because Mercury is in retrograde. And Mercury started its retrograde in the sign of Gemini kind of giving us a, a, a natural message of, hey, it's time to look at your relationship with tech, maybe reanalyze that, redirect your energy around tech, do things differently with your tech. But this is also a time that tech goes a little wonky. So if you've been frustrated with your tech for the past two weeks or so, if your phones haven't been working right, if your internet's been glitching out, if things are slower to download than normal, you know, pretty much anything and everything with tech or with um, being online, anything in the digital world, if you've been struggling with that, know that that's probably thanks to Mercury retrograde. Now we can go back to astronomy if you wanna drop the astrology side of things. We'll start with astronomy. Mercury is our fastest moving planet. It has the fastest, shortest orbit. And so whenever it moves by Earth, it's kind of like it passes us in a cosmic cloud of dust. It's no different than you like sitting with, um, like maybe you're in a car and you're going down a dusty road and then another car's right next to you the same speed and then it takes off. It's gonna feel like that car maybe spins backwards and then moves forward it like slingshots out it doesn't actually do that it just looks like that due to physics so if you um feeling the issues of mercury it's because mercury is spinning by earth right now it looks like it's spinning backwards that's why we call it a retrograde but it's also affecting our satellites and um, you know anything to do out in outer space that we use to communicate. So definitely our satellites, and then also travel can be challenging right now because logistics can be weird. So you may have issues if you are flying, if you are going by train, if you are on a cruise ship or going by boat. All of those things can be messed up because GPS can be off or messed up a little bit. You can also have issues with your um, communication because moving away from technology let's go into astrology or moving away from astronomy there's my slip up right there let's go to astrology and let's go to energy mercury is the planet of communication and expression it actually is the ruling planet of gemini it's also the ruling planet of our throats and our throat chakra so you might be struggling to communicate online like your messages might not be received in the proper way or you're just struggling with maybe like zoom conferences and zoom meetings or <laughs> like any sort of video chat or things like that but also when you're talking just talking to people your messages might not be received the same because our throat chakras are challenged right now things aren't being received properly um, there's a lot of challenges with the whole process of how we communicate and how we operate through our throat chakras and how we express ourselves 
Now, Mercury retrograde has shifted into Taurus now. It did that on the 22nd, just a couple of days after we moved into Gemini season. And that means now that Mercury has not only made us take a look at our tech and our tech relationships. Oh, by the way, before I forget, this is also a time to digitally declutter. So this is a good time to like go through all of your photos in your phone or clean up your files on your computer or go through your emails. I know that these things are like you know, time consuming and they're, they feel monotonous and they're not things we like to do. But because we operate so much through the ether and through our tech, remember that this is a space where energy flows as well. The energy of abundance, the energy of positivity. We have old things that are clogging up that energetic flow or weighing us down. We're not making space for the new. So make sure that you digitally declutter right now during this Mercury retrograde. Good time to take, um, like, back up your files and back up your phone and do all of that as well. And if you've already lost files and you've lost data or you've had issues during this retrograde, I apologize. I know she's not on the transmission. At least it doesn't look like she is right now. But I have a good friend who I know her boyfriend lost his phone in the lake like a week ago and none of the data was recovered. So he lost like all of his numbers. And that's a perfect example of a Mercury retrograde in Gemini. He probably had an unhealthy relationship with his phone or maybe he needed to lose some of those relationships because remember that Gemini is a relatable sign, right? It's all about the energetic exchanges. I just mentioned that. And so maybe there were some people in his phone that he needed to lose. So sometimes the universe has really interesting ways, really funny ways of divine intervention to make us look at all of these things um, that are going on and all these things that we're living with. I just want to check this message real quick and I'll talk about Taurus. So Sarah, oh, welcome in Sarah, by the way. Sarah said, ha ha, as I am sitting in front of five computer screens, all makes sense though, as I have bad habits with being online all the time. Yeah, so there you go. So this is just go, um, showing you that you were here tonight on this transmission, which, you know, not all tech is bad. You know, this is the way that we operate. This is the way that we communicate. And we can utilize technology and the internet and the metaverse for our benefit, like tuning into these virtual moon circles. And so, you know, by coming into this circle tonight, you realized, hey, I just got a message that I probably should spend a little less time online or maybe limit that right now for the moon. Now let's talk about the Taurus energy because Mercury retrograde has now shifted into Taurus and it'll complete and go direct in Taurus on June 3rd. And that means we're also being asked to reflect or take a look at our relationships with material things with the earthly world and kind of with expensive things as well because Mercury retrograde is always a time when you do not want to make big purchases. You do not want to like buy a car or a boat or a house or even like a computer or a phone. You certainly want to avoid purchasing tech things if you can, but you also want to avoid purchasing big item, big ticket things because they're expensive. And a lot of times when we're in Mercury retrograde, we're not fully expressing ourselves, expressing our needs, expressing our wants. We're maybe not communicating fully as well. And sometimes we have a lot of buyer's remorse on the other side. It's also a time that if you happen to buy techie things like 
radios, computers, phones. Sometimes they'll glitch out in the retrograde or shortly after and you have to return them or they're not working anymore. So I just realized like I did put up like I have a printer and a GoPro that I'm not using that I put up like basically for sale on Facebook and I'm realizing I'm telling people not to buy tech and then I'm selling tech in Mercury retrograde which is hilarious. So I don't take offense at all if one of you <laughs> is listening to this and you're like I want to buy one of those things but not right now and you hit me up in a week I totally get it um so Taurus makes us look at those big ticket items because Taurus is an earth sign but Taurus is ruled by Venus kind of the planet of luxury and pleasure and Taurus likes to live a luxurious life they like expensive cars they like to go on nice vacations they like to have fine dining fine wine good food um, they like to wear nice clothes and so if you have relationships with those things that are a little unhealthy right now mercury retrograde is asking you to take a look and maybe set some boundaries or just reanalyze those relationships if you need to now on the other hand like maybe you need to bring in more of those things into your life because you lack that need of or you lack that like worthiness for luxury or that worthiness for pleasure you can still bring earthly things into your life but they don't have to be super expensive that's why I've actually brought in very simple elements tonight so crystal quartz super affordable crystal agate super affordable gemstone you can get these things in a lot of places that sell stones you can get them online and they're they're pretty affordable. Um, rosemary oil and patchouli oil are both really um, attainable essential oils. They're not very expensive. They're like less than $20 usually. You know, white sage is very common right now. Make sure you're sourcing it sustainably, but we can easily burn rosemary or we can find something else to smudge. So, you know, I think that when we get into this world or maybe when you first dive into this world of the metaphysical or the woo or the spiritual or whatever it may be you think you have to spend a lot of money on things and yeah like I'm wearing a hundred dollar rose quartz mala right now and you know I spent a lot of money on that and I certainly have some high ticket crystals here in my office um, I have some very expensive essential oils I use for aromatherapy I have some more expensive um, smudging materials and incenses but I don't always use those. Those are for special occasion. You can create a ceremony out of anything. You could literally walk outside right now and go pick up some special rocks that mean something to you and use that for your earth energy. You could go grab some pine or um, you know, some something to burn from outside, some simple leaves or start a fire. You can um, bring in just a simple glass of water for your water element. It doesn't have to be complicated uh, to bring in these energies. And so, you know, Mercury retrograde in Taurus asks us to look at our relationships with expensive things definitely telling us to not make purchases of expensive things but also analyze like that relationship and whether we're worthiness of worthy of those things or like not um, so that's something that you'll want to think about right now and for this week as well. Um, I also wanted to mention really quickly Mars and Saturn because Mars and Saturn are playing into this moon as well. Mars and Saturn are in a planetary war. They are within one degree of one another. And when that happens, they sort of what we call capture one another's energy or grab each other's energy. And in um, Vedic astrology, 
astrology, we call this a graha. Graha is Sanskrit for grabbed, but we call it a graha yuda. And we've had a lot of these, actually. We had a Mars and Venus graha yuda. We had a Mars and um, Jupiter graha yuda. And now we're having a Mars and Saturn planetary war. What does that mean? Well, it means that each of those energies of those planets is enhanced and they're now working together to enhance as well. Well, Mars is the planet of work and war and masculine energy, the planet of taking action, the reddish planet, and then we also have Saturn, the planet of karma, the planet of life lessons. So anytime that we have these two planets coming together in a bit of a war, that means actually that it's, it's kind of positive. Like we are at an ability to go to war with our karma or to take action in shifting our karma or to certainly go to battle with our inner demons and our shadows and actually come out victorious. So if you've been feeling the need to shift karma, maybe it's ancestral karma, that you're working with, maybe it's your own personal like patterns that are holding you back in a lower evolution. Now is the time to reflect on all of that, to look at it, and to maybe really take action on making change. I just have to laugh because I know right now, like I've been doing a lot of um, past life regression, I've been doing a lot of uh, connections to my ancestral energy and lineage. And I found out during this recent eclipse, which by the way was in Scorpio and Taurus, so this recent eclipse uh, season that we just went through, I found out just in the past month that my great, great grandfather was the same name as my son, which I had no idea. I didn't know that he was named after you know a relative when we named him. But I also found out that that, um, relative of mine um, kind of dealt with tax evasion and did some things to avoid paying taxes to the government. Now, I don't know anything about his son, my grandfather, in regards to like money and taxes, but I do know that my father dealt with a lot of issues with the IRS and taxes and issues. And even after my father passed for probably like three years after that, I was settling and dealing with things with the IRS and kind of getting that all sorted out and figured out. And then because of the inheritance that I received when my father passed and the way that I liquidated that and being in another country and, and just it was a lot when I was in Canada and having all that happen here in the States, um, long story short, I ended up having to pay a lot of money to the IRS. And I could have come back into America when I moved and kind of deferred everything and, and waited, um, delayed it all, but I chose not to and I chose to deal with it right away. And over this past year, last year, um, I finished making my final payment to the IRS, my tax payments that I've been paying every month to pay off my debt that as was a result from my inheritance from my dad that was probably a result of his tax karma, that was probably a result of his grandfather's tax karma. It's just kind of crazy like that. Um, but this season, in the past month, during tax season, I received a refund for the first time in 15 years or something, and it was a lovely refund, and it helped us to go on vacation, and it really got us ahead financially. It really gave us a nice cushion, and I just feel like that was a karma that I shifted because I found out about this um, relative of mine 
like literally in this past month, like during this time that I got this refund from the IRS. And then also literally like three days ago, we got a random payment from the IRS in our bank account. We do not know why. There is no explanation. It is a blessing from the angels and above. And we are thanking God and God us. And it's just more karma because I, it, it was almost like confirmation because I was like, oh my gosh, I just healed all of this karma with this money and finances and whatever it is. And, and I don't like to deal with money and finances and taxes and all of that, but I did. And when I realized that the government gave me more money and the universe was like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Like this, this is healed. Here's a gift. So that's just my own personal experience, but I'm just letting you know that if you're feeling the need to really shift some ancestral karma, now is the time. But also your own patterns. Because one thing about Gemini, energy, which is influencing this moon, which is the season that we're in in the sun season, is Gemini likes to communicate, right? They like to reflect. They like to learn. They like to take in information. And they really like to talk and write. Okay, so this is a time for you to be thinking about energetically rewriting your story, rewriting your path, your karma, your evolution, because this is your life and you have the free will to decide where you want to go from here. So this is a beautiful time with this new moon to turn within and kind of ask yourself what patterns have been repeating themselves, especially with this Mercury retrograde, like what people have been coming up over and over, maybe what's been coming up recently that's making you like think about things in a different way. Whatever you need to change or rewrite right now, it's a perfect time to start setting the intentions to do that and maybe taking action or making a plan to make that happen as well. So I mentioned the Vedic astrology of Mars and Saturn, this Graha Yuda. So let's go ahead and shift over into Vedic astrology. And by the way, if you have any questions coming up right now, feel free to put it in the transmission. Otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and shift over to the eastern side of the world. In the eastern side of the world, this moon is in what we know as Rohini Nakshatra. A nakshatra is a lunar mansion or kind of a constellation of stars, and this is a position of the moon. And Rohini actually is interpreted as the reddish one as well. So it's interesting that we have this Mars, the red planet, influencing our moon, but we also have the moon literally in the star of the reddish one in Eastern astrology or Vedic astrology. Now this stands for the red eye of the bull of the Taurus constellation. So again, we have this Taurus energy coming in. Now I just want to mention that in Western astrology, and we go by the tropical zodiac, so right now the moon is in Gemini, but in Vedic astrology they go by sidereal um, zodiac, and so it's usually one sign behind, so the moon is in Taurus instead from from their point of view of the sky and so again you know Mercury retrograde is in Taurus as well and we just have actually Venus just moved into Taurus and that's Taurus's ruling planet so we have a lot of Taurus energy affecting 
the energy of this moon. And that debilitates Gemini a little bit, actually. And Gemini is a mutable air sign. We have uh, mutable cardinal and fixed elements. And, you know, she's mutable air, which means that she can be easily muted or debilitated. And right now, because so much of her predecessor, Taurus, is influencing this moon in the cosmos, you know, Gemini energy doesn't feel like it's normal, social, outgoing, talkative self. They are more contemplative and introspective and um, introvert and turning within. But that also means that you can do things like here, connect on the ether and still take in a lot of information and still be able to communicate um, to kind of keep that energy flowing. So going back to Vedic astrology, we're in Rohini Nakshatra, and this is actually uh, the moon's favorite lunar mansion. The um, Rohini is actually ruled by the moon. So we're in a prime time of what the moon represents, which is creative flow, feminine energy, fertility, new cycles, beginning again, planting seeds, um, seeds of intention, planting seeds of growth. You know, you kind of get the picture. Um, this is a beautiful energy for us to embrace the free will to create our life as we want it. So again, we're coming back to that opportunity to write our story or to rewrite our story. Also, yesterday, just the day before this new moon, um, we celebrated... Um, the birthday of Saturn in Vedic astrology or in Hinduism, um, we celebrated Saturn Jayanti and Saturn again, this planet of karma, which is um, combining with Mars and also Saturn is influencing this Rohini nakshatra, the reddish one. So again, we are having an opportunity to really look at our karma, look at our patterns, look at the things that keep coming back around, how history repeats itself in our life, how history repeats itself through our ancestry and our um, bloodline and our lineage. And we are given the opportunity to do something differently. Um, we are given the opportunity to rise above. This is also the uh, star of aspiration. Um, and this is an energy for us to grow. Now, you know, this is the last new moon of spring. When we come into our next new moon, the new moon in Cancer, we will have shifted into the season of summer or winter if you're in the southern hemisphere. But if you're in the northern hemisphere, you're going to be in the season of summer. And summer is not a time to plant, right? And neither is winter. Sometimes we have fall crops that we plant, fall seeds and fall bulbs. We don't plant in the winter and we don't plant in the summer. Summer is the time for things to grow. It's a time for us to continue to nurture and tend to our seeds and fertilize and water, but it's a time to just kind of let nature take its course. So this particular new moon, still in the season of spring, is giving you an opportunity to plant new seeds, to continue to plant whatever you want to harvest in 2022, whatever you want to harvest through the rest of this year. You still have an opportunity to do that right now. So use the influence of Rohini Nakshatra, of the moon. We know that we, in in 
in previous times, and actually if you still go to thefarmersalmanac.com, you find information about the moons and eclipses and retrogrades and all of this stuff that we talk about in astrology, it's in the Farmer's Almanac. It's practical knowledge. It's not woo-woo, out there, whatever. It's actually stuff that we used to use. And farmers used to plant with the moon, with the phases of the moon, with certain moons of the seasons. And so we know that new moons are a great time for planting, also because gravity is stronger. Everything gets pulled down into the earth, so we can seed things down into the earth really well. I know here in Iowa, we had a very rainy spring, and unfortunately, a lot of corn didn't get planted on time. So right now, around this new moon, I guarantee you there are are farmers planting corn right now and if you're like related to the farm life on this transmission I'd be interested to know did you plant over this weekend or did you do a lot of planting over this week and next week um, because this is the energy of planting everything that we need to get planted in order to harvest in the late summer and in the fall so no matter what side of the world you're looking on, this is a time to begin again or to start over or to plant seeds of intention and to kind of let yourself take the reins after you are let like nature and the universe take the reins after you have planted those seeds. You have to trust. You have to have hope. You have to have faith. I just did a Reiki with a client the other day and the message was hope and faith, hope and faith. Plant the seed of intention tend to it, take action on it, have a plan to nurture it, and then have hope and faith that it will grow. So we've talked a lot about what's going on in the cosmos. We've talked about the moon, the astrology of it, Gemini's influence, the Vedic side of things, Mars and Saturn playing into it all. Do you have any questions? How are you feeling? <laughs> We've gone over. I expected us to go longer than normal tonight. We'll probably be on the transmission for about 15 more minutes. I still want to do a tarot reading with you. I pulled tarot cards for this new moon in Gemini. I also want to do a chanting practice with you. We're going to do that at the very end. We'll seal our moon circle with chanting, and then we'll release the guides and guardians, and then we'll be finished. But if you have anything you want to say, anything coming up, Feel free to put it in the chat right now. I've been talking a lot in pure air fashion, Gemini fashion, so I'm going to take a nice deep breath. I keep, um, if you're on the video, I keep like messing with my hair, but it's a way for me to ground um, empaths and people that are hypersensitive and overly sensitive and overly stimulated and um, spend a lot of time in their mind need ways to ground and that's why a lot of times you have um, people like this fidget so you might fidget with a fidgeter or it might be your phone right like the, the mindless scrolling or just feeling the thumbs move around or the fingers move around or you might like rub your hands on your legs sometimes for me I play with my hair so you know just one of those things that we do so I'm going to take a big drink of water I'm going to take a deep breath and then I will Bring in our tarot reading. Lots and lots and lots of water right now. Really good for detox. Really good for moving out stuck things. Also enhances your sacral chakra and that creative energy. 
just looking for my tarot cards here. They're in my back. And by the way, you can go to venalinnae.com and I do a um, written interpretation of these tarot cards that I pull, by the way. So if you just want to read um, what I channeled through when I wrote about these cards, you can go to my website and read about that. Otherwise, I will... Um, Oh, and I also share those on my social media, but I will also share the cards with you here. So I always pull a past, uh, present, and future card. So I'll be sharing some guidance and wisdom from the cards for the past, present, and future. Uh, first, I will take a deep breath before I do that. Even before I do that, I'm going to read this message. Sarah says she's just tired and irritable all the time, but it may be due to low iron overstimulated and starting her period. Yeah, um, definitely your cycle. Your If you are a bleeding woman on the cycle, you are certainly going to be affected um, by those internal lunar phases as well, right? So I just mentioned the moon is connected to our sacral chakra and um, that is our internal moon. And so women actually have their cycle about every 29 and a half days, just like the moon. I actually cycle more like every 25 to 26 these days. Um, some women cycle longer, um, but yeah, we cycle monthly. And so you are maybe vibing with the moon, but one of the things as well as this moon is making you be more attuned to your earthly human body and you're having that inner wisdom and insight to say, hey, maybe I'm low on iron right now or maybe I'm overstimulated right now and like that's affecting things. So those are great insights, um, Sarah, and you'll definitely want to use this new moon maybe to set some intentions around incorporating more iron into your diet or um, making sure that you know, you're know you utilizing foods that help you with your iron uptake and absorption and also getting more rest, right? Okay, so I'm going to take a deep breath, invite in a little prayer. Just thanking the energy of the cards for being in our circle tonight, giving us the energy and the messages and the insight and wisdom that we need to gain. We know that the cards do not lie. We know that they are another way for source consciousness to speak to us. And we know it's a way for our guides and guardians to reach us as well. So we thank the cards for whatever they give us tonight in whatever way that they serve. So for the past card, hi Lisa, by the way, she just got home. Lisa, you can always go back and get the replay as well. So don't worry about what you missed. The replay will be there. Um, but yeah, feel free to check in with this tarot reading right now. So the first card that I pulled, it's funny, I pulled this last time, literally for our previous moon circle, the full blood moon in Scorpio, the eclipsed moon in Scorpio. I pulled our uh, past card was the chariot and I pulled it again. And I shuffled, 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 shuffled some more <laughs> with the cards. I really shuffled them today. And then I put them out in a rainbow and I intuitively chose from the left, the top and the right. And so I don't know how I picked it, but you know, the cards don't lie. And so this message is coming back around again. Mercury is still in retrograde. So some of these messages are still important for us. Like Mercury is not over. It lasts, the retrograde lasts three weeks. So people that are new to Mercury retrograde, they're always like, how long does this last? And it's like, 
a while, about three weeks. So, you know, we're still in this message of going one way or the other. So we have the two horses. The two horses represent staying on the same path, which is the shadow side a bit because it holds us on to our old karma or our previous karma or maybe like ancestral karma that we're still working with. Or, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you just still need to work on that, which is fine. The white horse is going to represent a new path, new wisdom, new lessons to learn, like a new evolution. And again, nothing wrong with that because both paths are going to give you challenges, give you wisdom and lessons to gain. It's just your choice to decide if you're ready for something new or if you're still feeling like you want to stay with the comfortable um, and you're still working with that energy. Now, anytime we pull the chariot, we're also um, being told that we have the power, the free will to take the reins and to guide the horses down one path or the other, or we can let go and let the universe intervene. So the universe is going to choose for you if you let go. Like it's either going to decide if you're ready for the next step or if you're not. But if you know within you where you want to be, you have the choice as well. You can make that. I also think it's interesting that we have the two horses because we're in the sign of Gemini, the twins. And there's always kind of a light and dark energy to, um, sorry, to each season that we're in. And when we're in the um, new moon, we're in more of the shadowy side of things, but we also can gain a lot of light and insight out of that shadow. We're also told to kind of turn within and find the light within to help guide us down the path that we need to go down. The chariot card is represented by the season of Cancer. So it's letting us know that the next, you know, the next upcoming season is Cancer. So this is the time right now to really do this work because again, like what we energetically intend and plant right now, that's what we're going to work with for the rest of the year. So if you are um, ready to, you know, work one way or the other, make the choice with this new moon because it's going to get ingrained in once we hit cancer season. This also has the number seven on it. And, um, you know, we have essentially seven months left in the year. We are letting go um, of May with this new moon and we are embracing the next seven months to come. So, yeah, the chariot is asking you to make the choice of which path you want to take and if you want to be in control of that path and that journey or if you want the universe to take the reins and guide you along the way. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with asking your angels to take over, or asking Jesus to take the wheel or asking your guides and your ancestors to help you out. That's what all of those energies are there for. Um, we just have to call upon them and ask upon them to help us whenever we need and Asking for help is a beautiful thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. So moving on to the present card, I have the Five of Swords. Speaking of letting go of the fifth month, swords are also um, a symbol of us cutting ties, release, letting go, and they're pointing downward, representing the past. We're letting go of these past five months. We're embracing what we can dig down and plant. Again, the sword's like we're kind of digging down into the root of the earth. Notice this red here, red representing the red earth energy or root chakra. So what are you intentionally planning? You still have the opportunity to do so, but then you need to plan it and you need to let it go and trust with hope and faith. 
Of course, tend and nurture as needed, but hope, trust, and faith. Now, also, anytime we have the five of swords, this is also telling us to let go of anything that is stuck, anything that we've been kind of like working on that's not working out, anything that we've been putting a lot of effort into that's just not playing out the way we want to, anything that's not quite meeting our expectations despite a lot of energetic effort. The five of swords says, let it go let it go. It's not time to work with it anymore. It's actually taking up your energy. It's taking up your time. It's wasting your time. It's holding you back. And it's also blocking your energetic flow. So this new moon in Gemini is all about relationships, right? Our energetic exchange. So we pull the five of swords during this new moon to remind us that we need to make those changes now because they are preventing our flow. And if we don't make them now, then you know things are gonna root down and stay stuck for the rest of the year. Now, I also think it's interesting that we've got all of this red energy coming in on the present because right now um, we have Mars and Saturn, Mars, the red planet. Um, we have that in a planetary war, probably fighting. We've got these swords with Saturn, the planet of karma. We also have in Vedic astrology, the moon is in Rohini nakshatra, the reddish one, the red eye of the bull. So we have a lot of red energy coming into play. And red is the color of safety, also danger, security, also stop. It's the color of the root chakra and everything it embodies. So take time to notice what you really need to ground into your life, what you need to plant, and what kind of relationships you need to let go. We also, um, our root chakra represents our ancestral karma and also our relationship to our family and our bloodline. And so right now this five of swords um, is being pulled, I believe, to say, hey, it's time to go to battle with that ancestral karma that you're ready to heal and you're ready to shift and change. Now, finally, for the future card, got good stuff. We got the Four of Pentacles. And the Four of Pentacles represents a wrapping up of like a business venture and success and like mission accomplished energy. Um, you can think of four as in like four trimesters as well. So this is a symbol of fertility and we're in a very fertile moon right now being ruled by creative Rohini Nakshatra, um, creative Gemini energy as well. So the Four of Pentacles is showing us that we have the ability to let this creative energy flow out of our sacral chakra. We've got a lot of yellow and orange here. So yellow is representative of solar plexus, you know, doing work, but also abundance and bliss. And then we have the orange for our sacral chakra, which is all about worthiness and pleasure and creative flow. So I do believe the Four of Pentacles is asking us as we move into the future, to plant seeds of intention that revolve around us cultivating and growing more joy and more bliss in our life. I do believe we're also being supported to let our creative energy flow into the external world. So if you have any crafts, any gifts, any magic that you've been, you know, working with or you enjoy doing on your own, but you know is meant to maybe serve the world for a higher purpose, the Four of Pentacles is saying now is the time to start working and bringing that out into the world because you will be supported and you will be successful and those ventures will pay off in one way or another. 
So good stuff, right? Good stuff for this tarot reading. We've got this chariot saying, hey, the choice is still ours. You know, what wisdom, what lessons do you want to learn for the rest of the year? What path do you want to take? What changes do you want to shift? We've got this five of swords saying it's time to let go of the past. It's time to heal that past stuff that's holding you back. Let go of the stuff that's taking hold of your energy that doesn't need to. Give yourself permission to move forward and really move forward with intention. You know, go to work, do the battle, and then eventually you're going to turn out successful. You're going to feel satisfied. You're going to feel abundant and you're going to feel more in your energetic flow as we move into this new earth that supports us bringing out each of our unique gifts. And again, remember, we're still in this Gemini season until the 21st of June. And so Gemini is a time of embracing our uniqueness. Despite all being humans, despite all being on this, you know, this planet together, we all have individuality and even if you're a twin or a triplet or whatever it may be um, you have individuality and it was interesting when I was watching that video of those conjoined twins um, they said you know they were just getting asked questions rapid fire and they said what do you want people to know about you more than anything else and they said that we're two different people that although we share this body and we share some things we're two different heads we're two different brains we're two different personalities and we're two different people. And we all are different individual beautiful people with beautiful unique gifts that can be cultivated and brought out and supported in the world and also help to raise the frequency of our collective for this next generation, for this new frequency that's, you know, coming into our planet to vibrate right now. So yeah, I just encourage you to get creative with this moon or, you know, really have hope and faith and trust that you can create your reality and you can write your story and you can rewrite your story as many times as you want. Just as the moon begins again every month, you always have the opportunity to start over and to begin again and to become somebody new, to shift and grow and change. I am not the same person I was two years ago. I am not the same person I was three years ago. I am not the same person I was four years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, certainly not the same person I was 20 years ago. And it's so funny because Friday on June 3rd, when Mercury goes direct, I literally have my 20 year class reunion. And in, in ways I'm still that weird, wacky, like person that I was. I know I just saw Tristan on the transmission and she was, she's been my friend since middle school, if she's still here. Um, so I'll probably see you next weekend if you're there, sister. But yeah, you know, like, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago, right? None of us are. And so we're always growing and changing. And we have to embrace that in each other instead of letting judgments get in the way and letting our own perception or our own reflection or our own deflection or whatever influence the way that we see others and we receive others and we hold space for others and we allow people to hold space for us. And so with this new moon, I encourage you to contemplate your energetic exchanges, both with yourself, with your dreams, with your intentions, with your ancestors, with your bloodline, um, with the earth, with the collective, and um, with where you want to go from here. So let's wrap up things with a chanting practice. Let's do a little bit of Om Shanti Shanti Shanti's because Shanti is Sanskrit for peace. And I do believe we need a lot of peace right now. We have a lot of Aries influence right now. And Aries is the warrior, the sign of the cosmic 
warrior and a lot of heat and a lot of anger is going on in the world and a lot of um, impatience and a lot of um, a lot of fire, a lot of destructive fire, a lot of um, gunfire, right? We're not here to talk about that, but there's a lot of fire in the world right now. And I think a lot of times we feel helpless when we have tragedy or we have, you know, we have a war going on right now, right? So when we have this tragedy or we have all this fire on the planet, we kind of ask ourselves, how can we possibly put it out? What can we do to make change? But what we can do is we can bring in the power of our own frequency because the change starts with us. So we light the fires of our heart. We light the fires of our own justice and peace and other frequencies that we want to bring into our life. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up. Sorry. <clears throat> and we can do this by bringing in the concept of peace. And so we can simply say the words peace, peace, peace. Or we can bring in the more traditional, original Shanti, 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 Sanskrit being the original language. And I believe when we chant Sanskrit, whether we're doing it appropriately or not, if we hold that intention that we're trying our best with the energy of the Sanskrit, that that really spreads out into the rest of the world because it is the seeds of language. And so we can, you know, talking about planting seeds right now, we can plant these seeds of peace using those seeds of the original language of Sanskrit and chanting Shanti. And also chanting vibrates our throat chakra, which is um, affected by Mercury retrograde right now. It might be a little debilitated. We also have Gemini, this mutable air sign um, that's ruled by the throat chakra and might feel a little muted right now. So we want to get some vibrations through that throat chakra. We want to move some air through there, move out any stuck energy so that we're fully communicating, we're fully expressing through the rest of the season, through the rest of this lunar cycle, and then just as we move forward the rest of our lives. So let's start with just taking a deep breath, maybe an open mouth exhale, sound or not, settling in. Find your posture if you need to. So we're gonna do an OM. An OM is the vibration of creativity, by the way. It's the mantra of creation. We're gonna chant OM three times, and then we'll take another deep breath and chant that Shanti three times. So we're bringing in the creative energy, we're bringing in the peace energy, and we're combining them to create more peace in our lives, and in these spaces that we share together. And we're letting that vibration, the creation of peace, continue to move out into the rest of the world and multiply and grow with the intentions of this Gemini moon. So let's take a deep breath in through the nose and move into that ohm with your exhale. Maybe this time you move your arms overhead and then through the heart, inhale. And it doesn't matter what you sound like, by the way. It doesn't matter if you're tone deaf or not. I certainly am not a good singer. I do not do this professionally. I don't chant professionally. It doesn't matter. It's the intention, right? It's the intention. I intend to create this vibration. I intend to wrap creative vibes around these next vibrations, right? Take a deep breath in. Exhale the om. 
home. And then those shanties, deep breath in through the nose. And out, shanti, shanti, shanti. Om Shanti, Om, peace, peace, peace. May we cultivate more peace. May we create more peace. May the energy of more peace grow out into the external now. So you can continue to keep your eyes closed if you like or open. I'm going to bring in the feather, bringing in this element of air. I'm going now in a counterclockwise direction, releasing energy, releasing guides and guardians. And I'll drop into our final prayer, taking a deep breath. And as I exhale, I release the guides and guardians of the fifth element of the ether and spirit realm. All of the source consciousness that is giving us the messages and the energy that we need to receive in this circle. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for the vibrations that you download into us now. And we release the guides and guardians of the ether from our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the North, our ancestors and earth energy for being in our circle tonight for grounding us during this new moon, for helping us to turn back and reflect on our lineage, on our own lives, and on what we want to plant into the earth, both physically and energetically as we move forward. We thank the guides and guardians of the North as we release them from our circle tonight with their element of earth. We also release the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water. We thank them for bringing in cleansing, purifying water through the flow of creativity as well, helping us to tap into our internal waters of our sacral chakra and our internal moon, and also helping us to reflect on the waters of the past and think about the concept of time and what we want to change right now in the present, in the now, as we morph, move forward into the flow of the future. We thank you for the waters of healing that come over our lineage and over our own evolution. And we release the guides and guardians of the water and the West from our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire. And even though we may be ignited with fiery feelings right now, we know that we can convert that and we can emotionally alchemize that fire into a drive or a passion or an ignition for change instead of letting the fire fuel us in a negative way. We thank the fire and we release the guides and guardians of the fire and the south from our circle tonight. We also thank the element of air and the guides and guardians of the east for giving us this energy of contemplation and philosophy, reflection in our mind where air resides, this Gemini air influencing us now. And we also thank you for more of the breath and quiet time and the way that we can move our air through our vocal cords for chanting and other ways instead of just talking or ways that are, you know, monotonous or dissociative or distracting or don't serve. 
We know that air can also lead to gossip and maybe negative self-talk. And so we thank ourselves for, you know, changing that air. And we thank the guides for helping us with that change. And we release the air and the guides and guardians of the East from our circle tonight. Taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Thank you for being here tonight. We went a lot longer than normal than I expected. It's funny, I wanted to keep things simple, simple elements to work with, simple chanting practice, simple interpretations of the moon, but air is expansive. <laughs> and Jim and I said, no, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it because Jim and I love to talk. They love to move that air. So thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for taking time out of your day or evening, whether you're tuning in live or maybe down the road in the replay. Thank you for spending time in our circle tonight, bringing in your own energy of positive intentions and peace and you know, helping us to uplift the frequency of creative free will for the change of the good and the better. We're going to meet again on June 14th. That'll be a Tuesday here in North America. We're going to meet at 8 p.m. Central Time. If you'd like to tune in live to our virtual full moon circle honoring the moon in Sagittarius, the strawberry moon, you can tune into the Vina Linnae Facebook page Tuesday, June 14th at 8 p.m. Central Time. And of course, if you can't make the live, that's cool. We have the replays up. As my battery says it's low, <laughs> the replays will be up on YouTube and my website, vinalinae.com. And I put up the audio recording on my podcast, the Follow Your Path podcast. So if you search Follow Your Path or Vina Linnae, you can find me on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcast as well. And this transmission will be up tomorrow, if not sometime in the middle of the night, if you want to share it with others. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. And I'm sending you lots of blessings with this new moon. And I am going to go enjoy the rest of my evening in meditation and rest and a little bit of contemplation as well. So reflect on your relationships, love. I also just want to say thank you for having this relationship with me because I love doing these moon circles and I know a lot of times the attendance isn't very high like on a Monday on a holiday <laughs> I didn't expect it to be but the relationships that we have here the comments you put after if you get into the replay and you're putting stuff in the reviews or the comments I I get back to that I love relating in the ether I am an air sign and I thrive here and Mercury really influences me as well. And so I just really like to communicate here. And I love these relationships that I've developed. A lot of you that I have developed friendships with online, I've maybe never never even met in person. <laughs> or we've developed a relationship online later down the road when we didn't really have a relationship in person before. It's just kind of cool. Um, the ether is a very magical space and a very forgiving and peaceful and open space. And there's a lot of potential there. Um, so yeah, thanks for being here and thanks for, thanks for being my friend online. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you again on June 14th for our virtual full moon circle where we will chat again and talk about what's going on in the cosmos. So until we meet again, may we all be happy and blissful and full of joy. May we all know peace, feel safe, 
May we all be healthy and well and energetically and emotionally aligned and stable. May we all know love, feel love, be loved. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be, moon brothers and moon sisters. I'll see you again soon. Namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one-hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.